Hi, everybody, and welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm Nick Flanagan. This is your four-time-a-week podcast, specifically made for the week. By the week, for the week. <laughs> weekly, but not weekly. Four times weekly. Got all that? I don't. <laughs> I'm Nick. I'm here with uh, Kurt Newman, who is my uh, compatriot in entertainment uh, at the Transac once a month, uh, along with... Ale Senior. Our next show is going to be, I don't know, uh, maybe like, it looks like it's going to be the 14th or 15th or something of January, I don't know. But I really want people to come to these shows if they are in Toronto, which you very well, very well may not be. So I have like a lot of listeners in the U.S. It's interesting. Those are, it's almost an even split between Canada and the U.S., which represents my mind. <laughs> That's not true. But, I mean, there's a lot of things I like about the U.S. I like uh, Donald O'Connor from Singing in the Rain. <laughs> iconic performance of Make Them Laugh. <laughs> I think that's like a very good one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good American thing. Uh, I like... Uh, you know what? I like Huck Finn. I'm not afraid to... As a straight white guy, I'm not afraid to say that I have no problems with Huck Finn. I don't know where you're coming from about Huck Finn. <laughs> First they came for Huck Finn, <laughs> and then they came for Uncle Tom's Cabin, <laughs> then they came for the Toyner Diaries, <laughs> then they came for Mein Kampf, <laughs> then they came for uh, the Book of Mormon musical, and now here they are coming for podcasts. <laughs> I hear they're going to cancel the right stuff podcast. I'm not going to let that happen. Oh, by the way, Kurt Newman is here. Yeah. Hi, Kurt. How are you? I'm doing too very well. How are you, Nick? I'm good. Kurt. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm good. I wanted to ask you, Kurt. Kurt, you were, you were, did we talk about, last time you were here, do you remember what we talked about? We talked about ADHD. But did we get into it in depth? Not, maybe not as, as much as we should have. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, you have adult attention, you have attention I always get it. Attention hyperact. No. Attention deficit hyperactive disorder. Yes, that's right. And you've had it all your life. Absolutely. You're born with it. Born this way. So it's not Maybelline. <laughs> attention deficit. Can I can I confess something though? This is like my. This you is like my. my <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. This is like my the one percent of me that's like a bit of an anti-vaxer, where I'm like, I don't know, maybe it is because I've like watched all that like Rocket Robin Hood, and then that's just like <laughs> what flipped the switch. Like, I don't well, know. Lots of people watch. If anything, things like Rocket Robin Hood and Hercules, <laughs> those like two dollar budget animated films that Canadians got the most. It was like the equivalent of like. I don't know, you know, knockoff. It was like if we all were given maxi dolls instead of Barbies, you know. <laughs> Had that been the way, of course, in the nineteen eighties, we could play with dolls as men. Maxis. Maxis. But uh, yeah. no, that's just teaching you patience. You're right. Because yeah. they, they were so dull. Yeah, they were dull. They were really boring. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think so. I, I've thought about this before, and I think the the discussion of um uh the uh, culture producing ADHD like symptoms is true except that if you don't have ADHD you can adapt them yeah. and make them work uh, a little more easily whereas it truly is 5% of the, the population which is a sizable percent but it's far from uh, uh, 
the most uh, the a lar- like the majority. That's you know? true. It's true. It's it, it's uh, it, it's one ninety fifth or whatever. And then uh, also, I think being in creative spaces gives you maybe more exposure to people with ADHD, but it also gives you a lot of exposure to incredibly disciplined people. It's true. But it seems like both you and I, um, like, and I guess maybe this is the H part of it, but you know, like there is also that part where you, you can get good at focusing on certain kinds of things. Yeah. Well, I think it's, yeah, that's the hyper-focus is, is, uh, even in, in, in attentive type ADHD, I think it's presence. And, and, and I think that that's something the distinction between inattentive and like ADD and ADHD is I think a bit of a myth. Mm -hmm, I think it's really just maybe your hyperactivity is happening within your brain and that's why you're dreamy. Like, so, so, um, I, I don't love to make those two distinctions because I just think one side and it's generally the inattentive side will feel a bit unattended to even, even by literature about ADD. That's so true. Um, but yeah, no, hyper-focus is completely possible. Hard work is completely possible. I mean, sometimes it's just like, has more to do with getting carried away with that and ignoring other things. And, totally. and you know, like I've had so many crazed uh, fixations on something I must do. Yeah. Not quite OCD level, but very like, you know, if, if someone has mentioned a plan that isn't the plan that I thought we were doing and it's something I really want to do, I'll be like super thrown off. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so like that. Yeah. Do you ever get triggered by like I don't know, even something that activated? I, that's what we say. That's activated. what I want to say. I would never, activated. I would never want to do like something like writing one of those thirty-three and a third books. Uh-huh. But like, if I see on the internet like applications are due tomorrow at midnight, like I've written, uh, yeah, like a whole book on uh, on I don't know what, who knows what record, you know, probably. I uh, wish, um, that I did that. I mean, what tends to happen is I. <laughs> I suss something out way ahead of time. Yeah. I think about it. Next thing I know, it's the day before, and oh, I'm yeah. putting a lot of time into it. Yeah. You know, and that application. I mean, even right now, it's like, yeah, I have a piece due. It's very small, and I was going to get it in for two, and now it's going to get in at three thirty. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, just my time management is shot. And what's really interesting to me at the moment is that, actually, since kind of sinking into trying to treat it and finding out more about it. I almost think my time management has gotten worse and my overloading myself with stuff has gotten Mm. worse. And I think a lot of it is just because I'm being impatient about progress with this. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting a bit like, no, you've got to make money. You've got to do the podcast. (laughs) You've got to do this. You've got to do that. And it's like, dude, you've proven time and time again you can only do half of a thing in a day. So yeah. let's just try bumping it to a thing yeah. before it's ten things. I think know? that's very wise counsel. It's very hard, though. Yeah, it's like... Uh, um, I definitely am on the side of not trying... Like, if, if you're in a fixing yourself mode, I'm on the side of trying to be very gentle and... Uh, oh, yeah. Know, and uh, give yourself a lot of uh, room to err. And uh, do you have people? That's the other thing. You gotta have air people. it out. You gotta, you gotta air it out and you gotta have some folks. You gotta have some people on your side you can, you know, support. And, uh, do you think that that's a hard uh, ask of people? No, I don't. I think people are actually very happy to help, uh, but they're... Uh, but don't you think when you keep repeating the, the same errors or if they, you do stuff that hurts people and you just go, you have to understand this is very hard for me not to do... That can tire people out. Oh, it tires people out so much. Yeah, and like you definitely have to be 
Okay, you have to anticipate the fatigue of every, every single person in your life, that's for sure. You have to anticipate the fatigue. You have to somehow get it across that your apology is, like, beyond sincere. Yeah, exactly. And that you're accepting responsibility while also saying trying to offer how hard it is to um, navigate not making these mistakes. Exactly. You know, how hard it is to actually not make these mistakes and how constant they are. And, um, I mean, I was talking about this uh, with my psychiatrist yesterday where I was just saying, you know, the thing that drives me nuts is maybe the medicine. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) The thing that drives me nuts is, you know, feeling like really happy, feeling really upset, but when I feel really happy, I only feel really happy. And when I feel really upset, I only feel upset. Mm -hmm. And it's about kind of allowing the darkness a little bit into the light so Mm -hmm. that you know that to to sort of just make you remember this is all uh, all temporary. And then this obviously the light into the darkness is almost more important, you know. And I know that sounds like classic, you know, bipolar thinking. It's just that I think we all have it. And I think it's uh, definitely something that comes with ADD. Mm -hmm. And... um, because you just excel and fail mm-hmm. at just this this rate that's just it's, so tiring. It's so tiring. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's, I also think that um, like certain practices that ADHD people are drawn to or to work towards which ADHD people are drawn uh, do actually teach you some skills if you can if you can pay attention. Like so, playing playing music for example, it's like a really ADHD thing to do. Yeah. But if you play music in time, for example, like. You also get in this in this thing where like you make mistakes, you make so many mistakes because like if you play like to a, at a beat like it's so relentless and it won't forget it won't let you like try again you know and then if you freak out about it or if you're like worried about it then everyone in your band hates you because you're it's very selfish you know so I feel like I've actually learned a lot from music about that like the the part part of it is just is also like just not giving all of this um, labor to every single person that you're working with to like cope with your, um, for me, it's like a lot of shame and stuff. Like, it's just like, Oh, I'm so ashamed. Well, yeah, I, I've been meaning to write an apology email to a friend of mine for uh, a few days now, just because the last time I hung out with them, you know, I really just vented and, uh, like, that's great to do. And it's great to have friends who do that. And, I think I was like checking in with them beforehand, mm-hmm. but I just feel like it wound up going from like a nice visit to like this babysitting my feelings yeah. thing. And it's, um, I like a reciprocal, yeah, uh, relationship that is a bit like that, not babysitting, but just like sort of, you know, reassuring or trying to comfort your friends. The problem is, I think especially with ADHD is like, you wind up having so many moments of stress that it can wind up dominating and they wind up not really getting to express themselves. And it's like, that could be why, um, they need a break from you or Mm -hmm. something. And, and, uh, yeah, it's like, it's intense, but yes, you do need people. And I think that there are a lot of people who are so understanding. And as long as you throw them empathy Mm -hmm. and, uh, reciprocity, it's like, you know, you will have that uh, ability to sort of check in with them. And I do think this is also, like, and this is, I suppose this is, like, kind of, uh, you know, bright side of thinking, but I do think another thing that can be a, a, like, a thing you bring to the table as an ADHD person when when you're actually are going back and forth 
uh, with a friend, like if you're talking about your problems and they're talking about theirs, is that um, I feel like ADHD people are very loath to um, to like start like salt problem solving because we have so little faith in the ability of any problem to be solved. Uh, well, and we're uh, for our ability to solve. Or our ability, yeah. So I feel like we're actually very good to occupy that role of just like listening and being like that sucks or like you know like yeah or or, or offering know, a yeah. problem or offering a solution but like kind of expecting a second opinion or a fix yeah. of that problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, and and that's what you have to I do. It's like here's an idea. Maybe it's flawed, mm-hmm. but we can get there. Yeah. Here's yeah, an yeah. idea. Podcast four times a week. No knowledge of how to edit. <laughs> not sure where to put mics or what yeah. form to put them in. Uh, let's host it on SoundCloud. Right, host it on SoundCloud, yeah. And it's great. And we're doing great. Yeah. Do you want to play a song? Sure, sounds good. So this was going to be... I played a... Uh, Sort of a miniature tribute to uh, one of my favorite musicians, the late Clarence White, on Sunday. And so this is uh, one of his arrangements of a classic song. I'll be right back.
How was that for you? Wonderful. Thank you so much, Nick. Sounded great. Sounded awesome. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, not much. Yeah, you can visit the old Bandcamp page. It's a Nashville Minimalism Unit uh, Bandcamp. People have been buying stuff and liking it, and that's really gratifying. Otherwise, um, I'll probably have some writing coming out soon, and maybe uh, when it's published, I'll uh, ask Nick to come back and plug that stuff. What are you writing? Um, I'm working on a few essays on our political moment, and it's uh, various things, and also some book reviews. Um uh, from this uh, other life uh, I've lived and I'm sort of returning to as a mm-hmm. writer on history and politics. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, that's great. Thank you. All right. Thanks, buddy. It's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to see you. I'm going to... You're going to have to come back. Yeah, I'm Sorry definitely. it was cut a bit short today. No, no, no. Although I guess we did two things, so... Yeah, and I think we got into it on the ADHD. I love it. Me too. <laughs>